Welcome to the Guided Podcast. I'm your hostess, Susan DeVrient. I'm a self-love coach who coaches women to listen, trust, and follow their hearts to their dreams and their desires so that they can lead a life on purpose. Guided is a collection of interviews of such women. Women who stepped into their own intuition and knowing to follow their hearts so that they could be guided to their dreams. Our next guest on Guided is Maya Sarek. Maya lives in Serbia, a country with a turbulent history and harsh socioeconomic conditions. She did what she thought she had to for the longest time, but her heart wouldn't let her be. So finally, at the age of 38 and with two little kids, she went after her ever-present love for words and started her own business as a copywriter. Now she helps service-based and heart-centered business owners have more freedom, that means free time and money, in their lives through copy that converts. Welcome, Maya. Welcome, Maya, to Guided. Hi. Nice to be here. So nice to have you here. And as I always do, I start off with an easy question so the audience can get to know you a little bit. We, of course, just to say a little background about us, we met through an online group called Bosses in Europe. And uh, we've had virtual coffees and gotten to know each other. And now I'm inviting you into the podcast to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you followed your heart. So first, where are you from? Thank you, Susan. It's a great pleasure being here, and I'm really happy to get to talk to your audience and talk about me uh, a little bit and what I do. Um, I'm from Serbia, and I also live here, and I'm a copywriter who helps service-based and heart-centered businesses have more freedom in their life by helping them create copy that converts and that uh, helps them get more subscribers, more sales and more um, and more clients uh, through their websites or other landing pages and sales pages. Wonderful. I know a little bit more about what it was like to live in Serbia. Uh, okay. Um, well, uh, Serbia uh, is a somewhat of a troubled country, not as much as other countries uh, in this world. Uh, I don't want to be dis disrespectful to them, but it, ha it has been through a lot of crises and transitions and a war nearby, but it had a lot of influence and impact on people just living in Serbia and through bombing. Mm -hmm. And I lived through all of that without some, I don't know, uh, devastational consequences or tragical events in my life, but it still wasn't an easy place to grow up and go through a lot the last 10 years and formative years, uh, I was taught and raised uh, just to set my dreams and hopes aside and do whatever I needed to do in order to survive, not very literally survive, like struggle for your life. I don't want you to get me wrong, but 
study, learn hard, get a job, uh, get think about what will pay and the bills that you have to pay, not about what you desire, or what your soul wants you to do and where your heart guides you. It was like in the background, it ran deep inside of me. And for many years, I wasn't, I wasn't even, even aware of that, but I was very lucky. And right now I consider myself very fortunate that I have a strong and powerful heart who, which didn't let me uh, forget it and push it aside and not listen to it. But I feel like it guided me towards uh, what I really wanted to do and so that it can sing because it really wanted to sing. I know it sounds, this sounds like a cliche, but in my case, it's true. And it, it took years and it took effort and it took a lot of arguing with my heart and many fails in different jobs and ventures, but eventually I'm here and I'm writing copy and it makes me happy. So let's talk a little bit about the steps towards that because it is, um, I can imagine with such a turbulent environment with bombs, but maybe not as life-threatening, that it made good sense to put your dreams on hold because you had to survive. And I think a lot of us can connect with that, maybe not in such a strong way, but in the same similar marching order kind of way. We've all been grown up to do your best, go to school, get a job, get the house, the kids, the husband, blah, blah, blah. And I think now what you're saying is it took a lot of um, fighting with your heart, as you put it, to get to the place you are now. But let's go back a little bit. What did you love as a kid? Where did that passion grow? Um, okay, when I was uh, very young, like forever, you know, um, for as long as I can remember, everything about me was about words. So I wrote my first poem, I think, uh, as soon as I learned how to write. I think I was seven or eight years. I wrote short stories. I tried writing a novel um, a couple of times, and I wrote one, but later on, it's in Serbian. But I also, from very early age, I knew I kind of fell in love with the English language. And I listened to the uh, songs, and, uh, and I went through the dictionaries looking for words and remembering the whole songs because I sang them, and I wanted to sound as naturally as possible. And uh, I kind of, I kind of loved writing and translating and everything that had to do with words. But when the time came to uh, decide what I want, want to study, uh, I didn't, I, I wasn't brave enough to study English. I studied Arabic language and literature. And my oh. life went on in, yes. <laughs> Sorry, yes. that's huge. <laughs> yeah, go on. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but life had, um, I think that somehow life and my heart were connected. Uh, it had its ways to put me on track, sort of say. So even though I went to Syria to live there for seven months after college, I ended up living with a Canadian girl. <laughs> yes, we lived together for six months. And I simultaneously talked in Arabic to other friends, but English with her. And I think she really helped me um, sound naturally and speak so well. 
I'm aware that I don't speak perfectly, but I write better, I promise you that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, it was a, a life's way to put me back on track. And even though I didn't start writing right away, because I, 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 to be honest, it didn't even occur to me to get a career in writing, because, you know, who's going to pay, like, um, it, was, it was very hard in Serbia to publish a book, and uh, it's very, and this is all I could think of at the time, just publishing a book but I went into different jobs and different uh, uh, career paths like I taught English for a while to children and adults then I worked in a corporation which was very good for me in terms of learning uh, things about business and about client relations and about uh, proactivity and about um, growth mindset but I was a secretary there and even though I had I had to deal with a lot of uh, text in English. Uh, they weren't uh, the words, the words and their purpose weren't um, um, weren't the core of it. So I, I did some other work jobs, and I couldn't fit in. I couldn't fit in. Fit in. Uh, I was miserable, and I I couldn't see why, and I didn't know why because the pay was good, exceptionally good for for Serbia, and I was like people usually people usually when they talk and think about nine to five jobs they they think uh, high pressure they think um, uh, I don't know bad uh, bad uh, mutual relationships sometimes uh, angry bosses but it wasn't like that at all uh, we referred to the place I worked at as uh, the La La Land. Uh, <laughs> Yes, it was great. Like I, I could, uh, nobody would tell me anything if I were late, and I was late because it's hard for me to wake up in the morning. But it it only meant that if I had to, I had to stay a, a bit longer at work. I had I could go on a breaks. I could stay out for like an hour if I didn't if I didn't have uh, any uh, if I didn't have any work. So in that terms, it was great. But I. And I didn't have any bad bosses. On contrary, I had great colleagues. But I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel fulfilled because I did something. I did things that didn't have to. They didn't have anything to do with my heart. I wasn't following my passion. I wasn't um, empowered. I wasn't. I just. I just wasn't happy. And at one point, that ended. Um, that ended and. Uh, I went into trans translating and I translated uh, several books uh, English to Serbian uh, for um, really a, a respectable publishing house in Serbia. Uh, and yes, that was fulfilling and it wasn't that bad. I called translation, translating uh, like a second cousin to writing <laughs> because it's very similar. Uh, I mean, not maybe to copywriting, but to writing as well. Their copywriting is like a whole different world. Trans Sorry? Translating technique of you're you're kind of like a ghostwriter, right? Um, in the sense that you have to grab the voice or the. I, I mean, I don't know what you were translating, but if you were doing fiction, you want to exactly. make sure the voice translates from what the Serbian text is into. That takes time. Um, because it's not your work, but you want to make sure that person's work is maintained within the translation, right? Yes, so exactly. I can see why that it definitely is a second cousin. It's not 
an original text, but you're still yeah. serving the ultimate, uh, the core of that book or whatever. You yes. Translate. Yes. It's your, your, your point. Um, I translated mostly like popular psychology books, okay. uh, not, not fiction fiction. Uh, it doesn't matter, but you're still uh, very right. Like, um, uh, it's like with, uh, it's one thing to understand. It's one thing to understand the text and it's totally different to translate it to, uh, another because it's it's connected to writing you have to write it mm -hmm. uh, using the right words using the right uh, context of those words uh, mm -hmm. and yeah. everything has to flows naturally uh, you have to uh, sometimes you don't understand it's a foreign language and sometimes it takes time for you to understand exactly what the writer was trying to say and then to understand how to uh, translate that into into the other language uh, keeping the essence of the message yeah which yeah. is a little bit in my opinion it goes a little bit beyond the words themselves so I can see how this okay I'm seeing a bridge here so <laughs> I can see that work how it it totally is like a bridge into what you do for people now Yes. Right, because you're also holding their message and their passion and helping them cultivate the messages to bring that forth. Oh, wow, okay, so I'm getting a little bit ahead, but um, this was like, oh, I had an aha about why that makes sense, um, you know, in the grand, yeah, yeah. yes, uh, yes, exactly. Co copywriting is a little bit of translation as well because you can translate from one language to another, but you can also translate within the same language. When people try to convey their message, um, it takes two people. It takes one person to, to uh, give away the message, and it takes another person, another person to receive. You have a radio and you have a receiver. And those, uh, if, if the message itself is not aligned with both, it doesn't go, it doesn't hit the mark. Like the receiver doesn't understand it. When it comes to copywriter, copywriting, it's even more complicated than that because it's not just a message. The, the, uh, that message has to have, it has a lot of rules um, to, to, it has a, a lot of rules uh, how it has to be conveyed and uh, crafted in order not just for the pers person who listens who receives to understand it but also to act on it mm -hmm. so you, it's not just about understanding it's to making them do something to making them want to do something desire something and do something so it's even more complicated than just translating the, the, the message I want to roll back a little bit as much as I yes. love this because this is about you and me and we love this stuff, but I just wanted to, cause it's, I have a passion for words and language as well, but I'm like, I'm listening to you and I'm like, Oh, now I can see why I never, I had a disconnect with translating and copywriting sometimes. I just want to get to, I just want to get to it, you know? So I love that this is your passion, but I want to talk a little bit more back where, you were working for a company and not fitting in. Yes. What, what did it take for you to finally go, my heart's just not in this? Or what, what did it take to make that change to where you are now? 
uh, well, it take a leap of courage for me. It take a huge, it took a huge, huge leap of courage because I couldn't get work and because I couldn't. And at what point I remember thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to look for a job. I want to create something that I offer to the world. And when, when I made that change and when I started thinking about what can I offer to this world, what can I do to help people? Because it's very natural to me to want to help people um, succeed and thrive and I'm a supportive person and who cares about others. When I started thinking about what contribution can I make, it's when it hit me. <gasps> It's, it's then, I mean, it's a pity it happened. I am sorry, it happened so late sort of in my life, but I am so happy that it did happen. Uh, and that's when, you know, when I thought, well, writing, like I've been writing all my life and yes, this is what I want to do. And then I started researching about what type, what kind of writing, what type of writing. And when I started studying and learning about copywriting, because I found out that uh, it's the place that uh, it's the field that I can have the most impact impact but it didn't go easy and it, like e it wasn't easy like I, I <laughs> sometimes when I listen to successful entrepreneurs talk about their story and when they come to this part of this revelation and their aha moment moment <clears throat> it sounds as if everything went so easy afterwards but it didn't uh, I remember my first um, my first, uh, the platform I joined, uh, joined it was called uh, I Write, mm -hmm. and they pay for like I don't know one dollar or three dollars for three hundred words, and I ca cannot explain how nervous and anxious I was. It was my first attempt to offer my services in some form as a writer, and it could like there was, they were they bidded. Um, they bidded task, not bidded, they offered task and you had to, you had to claim it and then you had uh, like an hour to write it and then you had to submit it to be paid at one or three dollars. But the money didn't, was, wasn't matter to me at that time at all. So I just wanted to, to get out there. I was sweating and I, I didn't find the courage actually to do it, to claim. I first, I, I wrote the thing and it was about a movie from, uh, from one from 1989 from India, Balahombale. <laughs> I, I had to research through through Google about a movie from 1989, <laughs> Indian movie. But I did, I did it. I wrote a little thing, but when I clicked the button, it was already somebody claimed it already, and I didn't do it. But it just stuck in my mind. Uh, I mean, it got better from there, and I progressed, and I learned who I want to serve and everything. But so sorry, <laughs> that's okay. Um, I just, just so I know the 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 timeline. So you had it uh, fed up, and you decided, oh, I love that you said this. What contribution can I make? And like you said, you'll hear all these well-crafted stories from people out there because they've learned how to story tell, but we both know it just doesn't go this clean and pretty and ooh, look at me now. <laughs> oh God. No. And that's following your heart is a consistent practice. It's first you take a leap of courage and then, and so what I wanted to roll back on was 
so you started to go to copywriting school. How did you find out what to do? Like what school to go to? How did you get that education? Uh, no, actually, I didn't go through formal education. Okay. I, I just taught myself. Uh, I just taught myself because I didn't have like uh, I didn't have a job to back me up. I didn't have um, I still live in Serbia and I don't have a big heritage from from my parents and I couldn't like pay a big investment in uh, invest a lot of money into the right school so I just um, I, I taught myself but I was very thorough and I uh, read uh, a lot of books about copywriting and I also practiced uh, how to convey messages and I guess I'm self-taught copywriter well I mean, whether or not you I'm getting a lot of feedback. Um, that's, I mean, you've been writing your whole life. So I just was curious what your next step was. And then you um, put yourself out there through this I, I Write platform to get practice. And then what came next? Like, how did you move from that to where you are? I, um, I, uh, after I write, uh, I, I, I mean, that was just a moment I didn't, um, I didn't look for, uh, I actually never wrote from, for our write, but I did write, I did the sign up for Upwork oh. and I, uh, I like, uh, for a while I was there offering gigs, but I, uh, from, uh, what changed, I changed, uh, I changed. Uh, from the moment I decided that I wanted to be a copywriter and I wanted to follow my heart, I changed and I learned to more to, to listen to more quickly what, what my heart was telling me. And uh, at some point, I I, um, I don't know how people feel about Upwork, but I think that it's a platform for um, ex some kind of exploitment of of people, like uh, or also not just uh, i mean things are not uh, black and white in my world a lot of uh, people who are uh, bootstrapping who are just starting out uh, use other people from uh, upwork and fiverr to to get ahead and to get some help at affordable prices but i just uh, i didn't i felt that i couldn't choose whom i work with i couldn't choose what i write what i wrote and I soon uh, learned to uh, uh, realize uh, what I like writing, what I don't like writing, whom do I like writing uh, for, because there are all sorts of people on Upwork and you, you, you don't have time. You just uh, send the applications. You don't have time to uh, research all of them. And oftentimes their profiles are hidden and they don't have public uh, profiles on LinkedIn or it takes a lot of time to um, research someone to see and learn if you want to work for them they create other profile names and stuff so eventually I learned that Upwork is not right for me yeah and uh, and I, I uh, decided that I want to market my services in different way first I wanted to write for SAAS um, uh, providers but uh, because I learned a lot of things about uh, digital marketing and inbound marketing uh, while I was learning about uh, creating a business and marketing your services and copywriting 
So I thought, okay, I can write about that. But again, what is, um, what is SAAS? Um, service as a software. Oh. Service as a software um, provider. So those are uh, the people like, I don't know, Trello is SAAS okay. or uh, Asana or Evernote or they Okay. Or, I don't know, uh, Headspace applications that you use that do something for help you. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Help you, yes. Help you. Remind you and do, do some kind of service for you. Uh, but, yeah, those are big companies. And I learned, the more I listened to my heart, the more I learned to know myself. And what I learned is that I like collaborating with people, talking to them face to face, laughing with them, not, com uh, not, com uh, not um, dissect personal from, from business because we are people and not, you know, not, not make so strict boundaries between, between professional and personal. I'm me, even though I'm very professional when I work I'm still me I get to I don't know show up without suit and makeup and mention that I have kids and don't feel shitty about it because I wasn't professional or uh, I don't know I, I prefer Instagram for that matter because I'm a goofy mom I I, I don't know play zombies with my kids I let them bite me because when they're zombies and I don't think that's a big deal and they're gonna die of some unknown disease because I'm gonna give them germs or whatever <laughs> so, I mean that's not what I do with my clients obviously I don't let them bite me. yeah don't bite me but what I love is what you're saying is you like to work with a whole person and let them bring all of them these beautiful things in which I mean obviously I totally ad advocate so <laughs> right um, heart-centered yes heart-centered and also businesses and people who try to uh, make the change in the world which sounded like a terrible cliche before I understood that that change doesn't have to be humongous you know changing the world is just changing someone's life for the better just one person's life for the better and you change the world because you didn't just change them and their business you also change how they feel and how they correspond with lady who works in a supermarket to their children to their husband and i just want to be a part of that and i just want to work with people who, who feel the similar way because I get excited and when I get excited and pumped up about what they're trying to do then I get pumped up about my work and about what what uh, uh, about their message that, that I work on and that message then uh, gets better and it has more impact and it's just my uh, I found that this is my place under the sun uh, and I think that my heart led me to, uh, to realize that, to find this place. And this is where I'm happy and I mean comfortable. <laughs> and uh, even and when I'm out of my comfort zone. And so, and so you are now working for yourself. And yes. what is the name of your company? It's called Sharp Shine Copy. Sharp Shine Copy. Awesome. Because, you know, we walked and talked around it, but I just wanted it to be said out loud. 
<laughs> so Maya is a copywriter and has her own company and she works with the people she wants to work with now, right? And yes, get to talk to them and get to collaborate. And what I really yes. love that's in your story is it's not just a one-time thing for you. You, you took the jump, but you keep listening and you keep finding and refining and, 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 and that's interesting to me. So, because I, you know, obviously I'm, that's what I like to have people inspired to do, not just to do it one time, but to constantly be working with those messages. And so I'm curious on a day to day, you know, on the day to day, how do you uh, integrate your heart into your work? Or how do you listen to it? Um, uh, let me think of an example. Uh, okay, so recently I got an offer from a person I worked for and with before a while ago. And they offered me to uh, write uh, a blog post. Normally I don't do blog posts, but it's a slow season, it's summer and I considered it, but I started to feel, so I listened to, okay, my mind told me it's not a, it's not, this is not a bad thing. You can um, write this, it's not too difficult. Um, and he basically want me, wanted, wanted me to turn out con content, like don't, don't get invested into blog posts, just translate and, and shift few words here, few words there and publish them onto their, on their uh, website and uh, like rationally it wasn't a big effort it didn't uh, it wasn't um, time consuming and i was get i was gonna get uh money for it but um something didn't feel feel right i just felt first at the first notion i felt like intuitively or i don't know how to explain it but i, I, I felt uh, obstacle to accepting it i felt that it was very difficult for me to accept his offer oh. and then i started oh. thinking about why and then i realized that i don't like churning out con content and um writing about uh, just re re it felt like repurposing i don't have anything against repurposing i just when I'm working for others, I want them to value what I do, not just to write something for the sake of SEO or uh, he basically just wanted to fill out his blog so that it had something on it. And that didn't feel right for me. That felt icky, that didn't feel uh, right to his audience, that didn't feel right for me to write that sort of stuff. So I, I didn't turn him down. I offered him uh, I offered him uh, better quality to write, better quality blog posts. Uh, I offered him uh, the price I was comfortable with uh, that uh, that um, uh, mirrors uh, the effort and time I, I'm willing to invest. And I also showed him the quality that he was going to get for for mm -hmm. that, but he didn't, so he knew what he wanted as well, which is fine. I'm totally okay. I just, I just felt that what he had in mind was wrong for me. That's a great example because right from the beginning, you said words have purpose. And I find that it is 
you see a lot of that out there where people are just pumping things out and you can't feel the soul of the of the work you know i i yes. believe i believe if you're going to put content out there or talk about things like follow your heart or whatever whatever your message or story is it should really have a a purpose and a and i i almost like i can feel what that person's passion is that's so i could see how that would not it's too bad i but i love that you were like okay instead of rejecting him maybe i can show him what i can offer and you know you know, some people would just turn it down and move on, but you're really about this. So that's, you know, I mean, it's too bad he didn't take you up on it. It might have, you know, shown him a different way. It happens. It happens. And, you know, we all, I understand that we all have our reasons and it's, uh, it's tough. Like getting your content on a regular basis, it's tough. And especially if, you, uh, if you're in a way attached to it, yeah. uh, like I am. <laughs> So if you want to like, um, uh, if you want to people you get in touch with, uh, get a little bit of your soul and, uh, in every, in every piece that you publish, then it's, it's hard to, uh, to create as much content as, as you'd like, but some people don't have that problem and, uh, you know, they just think through it rationally and, but that's why I put, I work with heart-centered businesses. <laughs> yeah. So I offered him a heart-centered service and he's not, his company, he's not a heart-centered business. And so we didn't align. And so define it. And that's fine. I'm, you know, it's, uh, that's fine. I'm totally happy to waiting, uh, waiting the next opportunity to work with people who, uh, who want to, uh, who are service, who are heart centered and who want to connect to their audience, uh, in an authentic way, in another way. Yes. In a, in another way. Well, in authentic, neat, yes. um, exactly. who value that effort. Um, yes, know, that's I think very important. That's very important to me, you know, uh, sometimes for entrepreneurs where we feel like we have to constantly be you know, spin and I think it does take more time and conscious effort to do what you do, you know, to find the right words so that, as you said, people uh, receive it and react on it, right? Uh, yes, it does. Yeah, you're actually quite on point uh, with, <laughs> with, with, uh, with uh, one of the, one of the things uh, that, that, um, I understood by how following my heart and listening to what it has to say is that I don't like working with people who don't value value my work. And I, uh, of course, I learned that the hard way by working, <laughs> working uh, with people and churning out content and blog posts and whatnot. And you know, for them, it's just text, it's just words on paper. It's just they don't have value. It, uh, but I don't know. I love words. Not, I mean, I understand the purpose and I don't want to come off as someone who doesn't understand how business works or how, what's the purpose of copywriting. It's not some, um, I'm not a wishy washy copywriter. I totally get that. It's just that, um, it takes time and effort to get the message right. And I want the person who I work on that to understand that and to acknowledge it. Exactly. So this is important to me. 
And I don't want to work with people who don't um, understand that. And uh, yeah, this is what I meant uh, by saying I argued with my heart. So uh, well, I, I did work for people who, like I mentioned, I don't want to repeat myself, but I felt that something, I felt something's wrong. And like I said, my heart is pretty pushy and persuasive. So I have these feelings, um, they're very intensive. And it's not words, but the, the, I translate, again, I translate that feeling into, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like it. <laughs> do something, do this, right? But this is not the kind of writing. Yeah. So it's actually pretty needy heart when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I think it's important, and we're running a little over time. So I... Okay. What I would love, like, what I think is important about what you're saying, it's not just so much what the words are, it's what they carry. And this, and translating your heart is also difficult because you're fighting with your mind and your heart has won. And, and how I think what I, if you don't mind me trying to paraphrase here for you, the heart speaks in feelings. It doesn't speak in logic. And our brain often takes over, right? Like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You should do this. This is going to make money, right? All good things. But what a wonderful heart you have that goes, ah, this doesn't feel right. Don't do it, Maya. And you listen. It might be a struggle. And I think that's what we all go through is this little tug of war. Um, but perseverance, learning it, it's another language because it really is about your body it's about your feeling i don't want to do this anymore what was it you said earlier you know i can't yeah i don't fit in um all these are things that you know it comes from a different place of knowing am i saying yes that? yeah exactly exactly yes yes so and i think the, the, the like um the uh, people i i if i could change anything uh i would uh I would listen to it uh, more carefully sooner. And I wouldn't put up so much of a struggle uh, in order to survive and make money. And because my heart doesn't work against me, it also wants me to survive and make hard. And it just, it wants, it wants other things as well. And, um, yeah, I think that people could uh, thrive quicker if they learned to uh, listen to their hearts uh, and struggle less with it. Yes, and often it's just not something we're taught. And so yes. it does take training. <laughs> yes. And yes. Like you, and the best way Maya and I know how to do that is having our own businesses. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Get tons, you get tons of training on the job. <laughs> yes, yes, that's so true. <laughs> but anyway, Maya, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on Guided today. Your story, really, I mean, we could talk all afternoon, I know. Um, but um, I just want to say thank you and taking the time for us and my audience to hear your story. You're welcome. Uh, I was really happy to be here. Uh, and I hope what I said will help at least one person listen to their heart better. 
I'm sure it will. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of the Guided Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Do you have a story where you followed your heart? Would you like to share it? Contact me at the email address inside the show notes, and you can be featured here on Guided. Until the next time, this has been Guided.